Hey guys, it's uh, it's David Barnett here from davidcbarnett.com. I just want to do a quick little live stream and um, catch you guys up to date on a few of the things that have been going on around here. And uh, then I wanted to talk a little bit about banks. So uh, I made a list here of, of stuff that's going on. Um, and I know that uh, it takes a few minutes for people to, to notice the live stream is on and start watching. So um, I'm going to start rattling off a few of these updates and things that uh, anyone in the replay will be able to, to listen to first, of course. So first of all, next week is the week of Christmas. It's on Friday next week. And just like last year when I had a Christmas Eve special, uh, I'm doing another one this year. And I've set it up now in YouTube. So in the notes down below, there's a, there's a link, or if you go to my YouTube channel main page, um, there's a, a tab for upcoming live streams. Um, you can click in there and you can actually set a reminder for yourself. It's going to be two and a half, maybe three hours long. And um, basically, I've invited some other business podcasters, just like I did last year, some of my business friends and some past clients, people who have bought and sold businesses. I've invited them to. They're not all public people, so I don't know if they're going to going to want to be on or not. But uh, as the list fills out, I'm probably going to go into the show notes of that YouTube event and start adding the names of people as they confirm um, that they're going to be that they're going to be coming in. So that's the the Christmas Eve special. It's kind of an open house. People come in and out. They tell what they've been doing for the past year and what people expect for the year coming up, and uh, which is the year coming up is part of what I want to talk about today about banks. Um, holiday chat specials, nine out of 12 slots have been sold. Uh, six of them have been recorded so far. I did one today. I've got two more scheduled for tomorrow and, and then another one later this week. So they'll all be recorded by the end of this week. You can still buy one of those last three spots if you want. The link is down below in the show notes on, on the YouTube. Um, now these holiday chat recordings are all roughly about an hour long and they will start to be issued on Christmas Day to people who are on my email list. So if you're not on the email list, please join the email list, um, and then you'll start to get one of these every day. For those of you who are not on my email list, you will still be able to enjoy them, but they will be put out as summer additional content filler in July and August of 2021, so you have to wait like six months. So if you want to get early access to them, uh, sign up for the list. Um, one of the consistent things that I always get from people in my in the notes to the YouTube videos, and sometimes people email me, I had two emails this week about it, um, people asking me about Dan Pena. And uh, for those of you who, who have seen <clears throat> Dan Pena videos, he talks about buying businesses, talks about buying businesses with no money, etc. And I don't know him, and I've only watched a handful of his videos. Uh, I watched enough of his videos to develop an opinion of what I think about him. But I came across something fascinating online. Um, and if you go to my YouTube channel under the community tab, um, there was there's a link that I shared to a YouTube video that was done by a body language interpretation expert where he was watching Dan Pena talk in an interview and he comments on the actions and reactions that Dan Pena does. And I think that for anyone out there who is seriously considering doing business with him, it's something that you'll definitely want to invest some time and take a look at. Um, this Wednesday, I've uh, got a video that's gonna be released all about holding companies. 
So I know that uh, you've probably heard of holding companies. So I'm going to be talking a little bit on Wednesday about what exactly they are. Now, um, banks, the topic of, of tonight's live stream. Um, you know, someone wise once said to me, and I can't remember when, when I ever heard this, but they said, don't listen to what people say, observe what they do, you know, in that people could say one thing and then do another. And you'll know that how they really feel about something by watching what they're doing. And, um, so let me tell you what happened during the pandemic. Okay. So been the big lockdown back in April, um, back in those days, if you recall, um, everyone kind of thought that we had to lock down for a few weeks and then everything was going to go back to normal. Um, but it was pretty obvious that things like travel and air industry and all that kind of stuff was going to be in a bit of disarray. And I had been talking with the kids ever since we got back from our trip last summer out to Vancouver and the Rockies on the train. I've been talking to them about what they wanted to do for this summer. We had plans to go to Newfoundland. We didn't end up going because I was afraid that travel rules might get changed. Um, the the uh, the other idea I was talking with the kids about was eventually going on a trip to Europe. Now, so thinking about that back in April, I was thinking, hmm, I do business with Royal Bank here. It's one of the big banks in Canada. I've got a savings account with them and I have a line of credit with them. And they have a credit card with one of the big airlines, WestJet, where every dollar you spend earns credit towards a flight on WestJet. And WestJet flies from Halifax to Europe, or, or they used to. Um, and so I was thinking back then, hey, wouldn't it be a good idea for me to get one of these WestJet credit cards to start putting all my spending on it so that maybe by 2022 or so, I will have enough credit built up to be able to cover the cost of flights for me and the kids to go to Europe. So, uh, you know, without getting into specifics, I have a very good credit score. I pay my bills on time, you know, so I applied for that credit card and don't forget with the Royal bank, I already had a savings account and a line of credit. And if anyone's ever been in banking, you'll know that getting a line of credit is more difficult than getting a credit card because the way that a bank makes money with a line of credit is when you draw money off the line of credit, they charge you interest and lines of credit tend to be at lower rates of interest. Whereas with credit cards, if you, buy something, they charge the merchant a discount fee. So they make, you know, like 2% off the merchant in the moment you charge the card. And then if you don't pay, you know, within 30 days, then they charge you a much higher rate of interest, like 20%, for example. So they make a lot more profit off credit cards. And so credit cards, uh, because they earn more, they're willing to extend themselves a little bit further. So it's easier to get a credit card if they see you as more risky. It's more difficult to get a line of credit. So because I already had a line of credit with the bank, I figured it would be a no-brainer for me to be approved for this card. I had already received many solicitations in 2019 saying I was pre-approved for credit cards from the Royal Bank. In April, I got declined, okay? And I was I was surprised, but then I thought, you know what? They're probably declining everybody. They're, they're in a panic. They don't know what's going to happen. They, uh, they don't know what's going to happen with respect to the economy. They're worried that people are borrowing money because they've been put out of work, et cetera, et cetera. And so, you know, I didn't let it bother me or anything. Now, about two weeks ago, I got an email from them, completely unrelated, saying I had been pre-approved for one of their other credit card products. 
And I thought, oh, okay. So it's, they're back to business as usual. Today in the mail, I got this letter from American Express. Now, this is simply uh, a marketing piece. And it just it's advertising that uh, because I'm an Amex customer and they know my history, they're saying that they offer personal loans to some other card members up to 25 grand with APR from 5% up to 12%, basically. And um, not that I was looking for it or anything, but they, I got this in the mail. And I realized I've gotten this letter before. Back in 2019, I probably received this letter three or four times and just part of their regular marketing that they send out. And, um, you know, I, I realize I haven't seen this at all in 2020. And it makes sense because, again, same thing with the Royal Bank when they declined my credit card application in April. They were probably pulled back at you saying, oh, my God, we don't know what's going to go on. We don't know if people can, you know, are all going to go, is the whole country going to go bankrupt, et cetera. So clearly the banks are starting to be more comfortable with creating new debts with issuing new credit to people made me take a quick look because there is a service called paynet now now this is in the states with this piece of information and paynet does a, a, a survey of a certain number of banks in it's not everywhere it's a certain number of states but they issue a a sort of lending index that gives an idea of, of bank loans that are being done and this one is specifically for small business loans and what is interesting is for the the month of october there was an increase over september it's still down from the level of lending they were doing in october 2019 but it's the first month where we've had an uptick the 90-day trailing average for small business loans in the u.s is still uh negative over 2019 but now we're starting to see things move up again so what it indicates to me is that the banks are sufficiently comfortable having factored in, you know, what we know about what's going on with, um, with the germ and, and with all the rules and everything. And obviously there are people that are still negatively impacted, impacted economically by what's been going on. But what this is saying to me is the banks now realize of the people who don't seem to be directly affected we believe that things generally should be going well for next year. And so now they want to lend out money. They're, they're trusting a certain part of the population anyway with taking on more debt, which you know I see as a positive sign. It means that they think that things are going to be improving and that things are going okay in the economy. So we have a bunch of people who have been, oh, JD's been commenting uh is that mark sway you'll see me on christmas eve thanks man uh dj um can you say succinctly what the banks are doing or the patterns they are following i.e what industries companies or government bonds vaccine providers they're investing into um no i i can't specifically say any of that stuff all i'm observing is what i can see um, from news articles and from what I'm seeing as far as them reaching out to me as someone that uh, they potentially want to lend to. Um, and then you've got a follow-on question about what are the patterns that they're using this influx of creation of the currency, which will result in hyperinflation. So here's the thing with inflation, because 
the central banks in most Western countries are doing what's called debt monetization or quantitative easing. Basically, the central bank is buying government debt. And what that does is, yes, it, it means that there is newly created money that is being put into the economy. Inflation, though, is a function of two things. It's a, it's a function of the quantity of money and the velocity of money. So every time a dollar goes from one person's hands to the next, that's velocity. How many times are the dollars moving? And, you know, what we can see so far is that while they are creating a lot of money to do the things they want to do, the velocity is still low. So, you know, and we, and we see this in headlines where they talk about how the savings rates are going up tremendously for the first time in a long time, where people who have any degree of uncertainty in their life, when they get their hands on money, they're putting into a savings account, for example. Now, in the old banking system, before it was just like fiat currency that was created out of thin air, investing money in a savings account actually meant that more money was available for businesses because banks would, of course, use part of that money to lend out to businesses and even if you saved money, it was still being spent by someone somewhere. Uh, in this day and age, money's just created out of nowhere anyway. So we're not seeing really bad inflation right now. And I know that if you go to websites like shadowstats.com, you can see that the way the government calculates inflation in the price index, consumer price index is not the same way they used to. There's things called hedonic adjustment. It's a way of making it appear as though inflation isn't as bad as it really might be. Right now, we're not getting it. When the velocity increases, that's when we get into trouble because how do they then stuff the genie back in the bottle, right? And, and so back in 2008, the Fed started to do debt monetization to create all that extra money, the quantitative easing. They made all that money to try to help the banks and everyone survive 2008. When they started to raise interest rates and when the, the Fed started to try to um, sell off those bond positions to take that currency back in for cancellation. So just like the central bank can create money out of thin air, when they sell their assets and money comes back in, that money gets destroyed. When they tried to do that, they had a hard time. Right. And so now the question is going to be what happens next? When the velocity ticks up, are we going to see in inflation increase? I think we are going to. I think that if you want to see what might happen over the next few years, I think that the 1970s actually uh, is a, it might be a template for what we might be looking at, where growth might continue to stay quite low and we'll have inflation. Um, I'm not an economist. I'm a guy who deals with business and my opinions about the economy are purely amateur. I've read a lot, but I'm not an economist. Anyway, um, DJ McGrath, what's the name of the video, Dan Penny? Yeah, just go into the main my main YouTube channel page under the community tab and I've got it posted there. And, and uh, you can see this guy interpret uh, the interview. I thought it was very, very interesting. And if you, you're asking me what my opinion is, uh, if you watch the video that I've referenced there, then you'll, you'll get an idea of what I, what I think. Anyway, um, thanks guys. Tune into the new video on Wednesday. 
Thanks for joining me live. And if you haven't already, be sure to sign up for my email list. And don't forget, if you're interested in learning how to buy a business while controlling risk, and you want to know how it's done day in and day out by people all over the world over and over again with a you know reasonable degree of success, then uh, head over to businessbuyeradvantage.com and sign up for the Business Buyer Advantage online course. And if anyone wants any help beyond that, of course, I've got a, a group coaching program. And uh, we'll see you later. Have a great day.